Welcome to DGPod, a podcast on the current state and evolution of competition law, in which we unravel the concepts behind the newest developments in competition law. I'm Peter Giese from CMS Stuttgart, and I'm joined by my colleagues Roxana Kruse and Moritz Potek from CMS Brussels. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening in. Hello, Roxana. Hello, Peter. And of course, hello to our listeners. Today, we are going to speak about an exciting new topic. Exactly. So the European Commission has again been a busy bee and came up with another tool to complement the existing competition law toolbox. Yes. So in one of our last episodes, we talked about the Commission's proposal for a Digital Markets Act, which was already a novelty. What did the Commission come up with this time? The Commission just proposed a new foreign subsidy control regime that does not currently exist. At least not to this extent. Subsidies sounds very much like state aid. Roxana, you are a state aid lawyer. Is this something that is only interesting for state aid experts? No, definitely not. The proposed foreign subsidy regulation is certainly interesting from a state aid perspective, but also from a public procurement and merger control perspective. Okay, thanks for the confirmation. But let's hear what Commissioner Margaret Vestager said about the proposal in her speech on the 5th of May. For more than 60 years, our state aid rules have made sure that aid from European governments doesn't undermine fair competition on the market. But until now, uh, companies have been free to use foreign subsidies to buy up businesses here in Europe. Some have been able to undercut their competitors in public tenders, not because they are more efficient, but because they get financial support from foreign countries. And that's not fair towards those companies who do not get that kind of subsidies. Moritz, can you break it down to us? What is the proposal for a foreign subsidy regulation about? The Commission is concerned that the existing tools are not sufficient to tackle possible distortions on the EU single market caused by foreign subsidies. In its view, there is a growing number of instances in which foreign subsidies seem to have, for example, facilitated the acquisition of EU companies. And also, foreign subsidies could distort investment decisions, market operations, pricing policies, or even bidding and public procurement, in all cases to the detriment of non-subsidized companies. The Commission intends to relevel the playing field for subsidized and non-subsidized companies. Or, again, with the words of Margaret Westhago. Uh, it's not fair on European workers, nor on consumers, if subsidies drive the best companies out of the market. It has to stop. Uh, and today we are presenting our proposal for a new regulation to stop foreign subsidies harming competition in Europe. What about trade defense rules and foreign investment control? What about state aid? Don't they tackle the problem already? As to the trade defense rules, the EU anti-dumping or also anti-subsidy rules indeed provide countervailing measures against foreign subsidies, but only in the limited context where the import of goods into the EU is concerned. Investment control, on the other hand, is not so much concerned with foreign subsidies or competition on the EU or on the foreign market, but addresses public order and security concerns. Examples for such public order and security concerns are perceived threats arising from a foreign power gaining influence over critical infrastructures or from the technology drain of key technologies by foreign investors. 
And if I may add to that um, regarding the current state aid rules, they do not apply when it comes to foreign subsidies. The state aid rules apply when an EU member state grants a benefit to a company. A foreign subsidy is granted by a third country, meaning a non-EU country. Understood. Maybe we should clarify this point. What exactly is a foreign subsidy? A foreign subsidy has three conditions. First, there needs to be a financial contribution by a third country. Second, this must confer a benefit to an undertaking engaging in an economic activity. And third, this is limited to an individual undertaking or a certain industry or several undertakings or industries. Thanks, both of you. So, now we have clarified why the Commission proposed this new tool and what the Commission understands under the term foreign subsidy. How exactly will the Commission control foreign subsidies? Roxana, you already mentioned that the regulation is interesting from a state aid, merger control and procurement perspective. Are there going to be different tools? Indeed, the Commission proposed three tools. The first one is a review tool, which will allow the Commission to investigate alleged foreign subsidies. It can open an investigation and, where necessary, take decisions with redress of measures or make commitments binding on the company. In other cases, it can adopt a no-objection decision when it finds that there is no distortive foreign subsidy or when the distortion is outweighed by positive effects. And when can the Commission open an investigation? For example, is it possible to lodge a complaint? It is an ex officio tool, meaning that the Commission has discretion to open an investigation. For example, it also does not depend on any thresholds. Regarding your question, if um, complaints are possible, this is not foreseen so far. But my guess is that it will practically be possible to inform the Commission of alleged foreign subsidies. But then the Commission will decide if there is a good case that should be investigated. But let's wait for further details when the foreign subsidy regulation is implemented. We will probably know more then about the procedural details. And Moritz, what is the second tool? The second tool targets foreign subsidies in the context of concentrations of EU companies. If adopted as proposed, mergers, acquisitions and the creation of joint ventures captured by the new thresholds must be notified before closing and closing has to be suspended until clearance by the Commission. This is an additional procedure on top of existing merger control rules. The thresholds apply to EU target companies, merging entities or joint ventures including their parent companies, with an aggregate union-wide turnover of more than 500 million euros and where a foreign subsidy of more than 50 million euros has been received from third countries in the three calendar years prior to the notification of the concentration. And last but not least, the third tool concerns public procurement procedures. The foreign subsidy regulation foresees a notification obligation for foreign subsidies if the value of the public procurement is at least 250 million. What will companies need to do in future when they want to participate in a large public tender? They will have to notify the contracting authority of financial contributions from third countries, which they have received in the last three years. And the contracting authority will then inform the commission, which can open an investigation. And again, this will be divided into a preliminary review and an in-depth procedure, if necessary, correct? Yes, exactly. Here the Commission can also issue a no-objection decision or a commitment decision. 
In those cases, the contract can be awarded to the recipient of foreign subsidies. Or the Commission can also prohibit that the contract is awarded to a company which has received foreign subsidies. In that case, the bid is awarded to the next best tender who is not subject to a prohibition decision. Okay, so we've learned so far that the foreign subsidy regulation is supposed to close a regulatory gap and that it will introduce three tools to tackle distortive foreign subsidies an ex officio review tool and notification obligations with a review of foreign subsidies by the Commission in mergers and acquisitions and public procurement. How will the Commission investigate the cases of foreign subsidies? As mentioned before, the Commission will be able to open an investigation. And during this investigation, it can, for example, request information from companies, but also conduct inspections. And in this case, it can do so in and outside the EU. Also outside the European Union? Yes, it seems a bit peculiar since the Commission does not have any competences outside the EU. But the inspections in a third country depend on the consent of the third country and the undertaking which is concerned. And what if they do not give their consent? In that case, the Commission can decide the case based on the facts available. I guess this can sometimes be an incentive to cooperate. Do we already know how the Commission will cope with this new workload? It does not seem clear yet who within the Commission will be responsible. However, the Commission seems to be convinced that a lot of human resources will be needed for these new tasks, since she has requested to be equipped with 145 full-time equivalents. Indeed, this does not look like it will be a small unit within the Commission to investigate foreign subsidies. Moritz, coming back to you, can we expect there to be sanctions when companies do not comply with their obligation under the foreign subsidy control regime? Yes, Peter. The Commission can impose fines and periodic penalty payments between 1% and 10% of the aggregate turnover in the preceding business year of the undertaking concerns. The fines back up the investigative powers of the Commission and can be issued for the provision of incorrect, incomplete or misleading information. Non-compliance with decisions, commitments or redressive measures can also be fined. In case of concentrations, the Commission can even order the unwinding of the transaction. One last question from my side. What are the next concrete steps? Well, interested parties may now provide feedback on the proposal in the ongoing consultation, which runs until 12th of July 2021. This feedback will be considered during the discussions of the European Parliament and the Council in view of a possible adoption of the proposal. The whole process until adoption of a final regulation could realistically be expected to take more than another one to two years even. Thank you very much, both of you. Our second episode of DGPod is coming to an end. Thank you very much for listening in. If you want to know more details about the furnace subsidy regulation, please read our Law Now article in which we explain the three tools in more details. Or check out the recording of our CMS webinar on this topic in which our CMS experts discuss the furnace subsidy regulation with Member of European Parliament Andreas Schwab. Please follow us on our CMS Law Now platform and subscribe to our newsletter so you won't miss our next episode and to receive all DigiPod updates. Thank you once again and goodbye.